Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober. The podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi, and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. And today is episode 146, and it's Mandy and me. woo <laughs> We made it. Looks like we made it. It's oh the end God. of the summer holidays, back to school, um, and just almost like the beginning of new season, right? Beginning of a, a new episode, hopefully. Beginning lessons learned (laughs) just starting to chill out hopefully so we just wanted to yeah have a chat really today and touch base and kind of without many expectations because we're trying to let the dust settle full transparency aren't we Mm. and we think it's really important to chat that out and acknowledge that as a real thing for mums women carers you know so that's where we at uh we're at today so man how you doing uh, I'm okay yeah I've got uh, still got allergy things going on so apologies if I sneeze at random points but um, I am better than I was which I'm sure we will get into talking about um, yeah this this summer has been a very difficult one for me um, so yeah I am putting myself back together and have been for yeah the last sort of six weeks really but um yeah we're going to talk a little bit about what we still struggle with weren't we today because I think um it's it's come back from from clients or you know community members sometimes that you know everyone looks like they're doing really well um, and that can be motivating and that can feel really good like wow look they're living their best life and I could get there Mm. but also that can be quite you know hard or challenging because maybe you're not there right now and it's like really (laughs) you know it doesn't feel like that for me so we thought we'd just have an honest chat about you know the 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 difficult times as well as as the the positives of 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 life and being sober so but yeah I'm all right I'm 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 better yeah Um, and you dude um well (laughs) Yeah, I'm not there yet. And that, and I think that's one of the things that we identified, isn't it? As this kind of, it's a bit like what people say, why we, we always say that after, you know, you can go on a, a night out, a sober night out and boss it. And the next day you can feel really, really deflated. You can feel empty. You can feel discombobulated. And that can be a trigger in itself. And it's a similar thing. It's like, We've got this kind of heroes kind of breaking through the finish line with our hands in the air as we collapse on the floor at the end of the summer holiday. But, and there's that, woohoo, okay, thank God for that. Like there is going to be some sort of routine structure, but then it takes time. And that's the bit that I find as tricky. It's almost like I find the, my sort of, you know my Mo Farah run around the stadium I find that easier than the the stopping once I'm through Mm. um and then what I do is go right finally I can kind of not feel so so chaotic and I can put everything back together and then that becomes the next really big stress because I like being really impatient on trying to have it back together because I'm desperate to have it back together I'm desperate for my house not to look like 
a reality TV show in the worst possible sense of burglaries and hoarding. You know, like I'm really, really trying to, and the washing basket's overflowing. Mm, yeah, and it's that that cap like, of overwhelm. Yeah, it is. It's like so. You know, and we know <clears throat> there's many reasons for that. So, so you know, even today, trying to, we were like, look, we've really got to do a podcast this week. We haven't done one for a few weeks together, mm. but that was really still difficult for me because I had to get the kids to school. I've got one that didn't get to sleep till five because of all his stuff, and he can't. So I have to deal with that transition and that upset. And actually, what I should be doing now is emailing school and not doing a podcast. Yeah. I've got to let them know he's not coming in today do you know what I mean so it's like no it's still tough <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so no big relief this end yet but it we're getting there you know yeah and I think um well what's interesting what sort of sparked this conversation was you know mm. the the fact that you you noticed and recognized that actually your biggest trigger point wasn't I mean we're quite the opposite actually I think mm. because my my biggest trigger point would be the beginning of the summer holidays where it'd be like yeah everything you know people visiting loads of noise really busy having to be social all that and I'd just be like I can't do this you know sober and holidays and seeing people and all that sort of stuff. so I used to like you know drink all the way through the summer and then be like I can't, literally can't do any anymore mm. by like September um you know and I would just burn out burn out burn out whereas you were saying the other day that you know you would manage it would be like that tool that you held on to mm. in a sense over the summer holidays and then when there was that release and, and crash and burn mm. then you know that's sort of the last week in August that would be your where you would sort of go back to drinking yeah the unraveling yeah so I guess it's like yeah what what about this period do 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 you find difficult then what is it what is it that kind of happens for you where um yeah that 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 build-up happens and and this year I mean obviously you didn't drink your five years sober you know but how was there triggers or was it just like Mm this is hard I mean yeah talk talk us through a little bit yeah I mean for sure there's the sunshine trigger of of the holidays but now I see it more as instead of rather than drinking triggers it's it's just stress triggers you know it's 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 not it's not linked to alcohol and but alcohol was the thing that I went to before you know historically for many many years as we know um but I think it's that, I mean, we've got a friend um, in the sober community, Emma, Sober Sonic, and she put it a really good way. We were chatting on Instagram and she was like, she just said like a couple of sentences, like the end of the last week of the holidays is brutal. Mm. <laughs> I was like, such a good way to put it. You are running on empty and then having to pull birthday parties and all of the school organisation out of the hat Mm. and that summed it up to me of how we are so much as women and how what my triggers have always been have been that when I am running on empty when there hasn't been those consistent break support self-care space routine organization holiday whatever just there haven't been enough of anything 
added to that the work you know work pressure expectations external internal Mm -hmm. um and then still realizing you've got I'm using so many running metaphors and I don't run I have no idea what I'm using (laughs) like I am so rubbish at running but it's like doing the 1200 meters (laughs) and getting to 800 and realizing that you can't you literally can't do more you've still got to get you've got to get to 1200 Mm. so I think that that's it I think it's the cluster f of even when you're, you know, that that can be a real life narrative, can't it? When you are struggling with drinking and it can be, it's a life narrative anyway. But I think even if we've got better at managing that generally, advocating for our needs, I think just built into the school year and built into our expectations and, as moms, I think that's still a massive trigger point, like that mm. end of summer back to school thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting because obviously you have your daughter's birthday right at the, the end of the summer, right? So that's always that thing where it's like that extra, it's like that perform, you know, you have to perform sort of, you know, and it's, I think you said expectations a few times and it is, you know, it's like when you have to, there's a lot of expectations over this period. It's like, oh, I have to go to this or I have mm. this holiday or, you know, I can't go to bed because people are visiting. There's a lot of like, yeah, I guess the kind of, the sober bubble is impregnated by lots of various mm. different things, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's like and, the Death Star being a yeah. except that it's not the Death Star, it's our sober bubble. But it <laughs> is, it's like all of the kind yeah. of asteroids flying at it. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, I'll talk a little bit about my summer in a moment, but yeah. like, how have you, how have you managed to, I mean, obviously you're still in it, but what what have you lent on in your toolkit um, to sort of just keep your head afloat, I suppose? Okay, so we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? And what I noticed, I think one of the greatest gifts of sobriety and one of my biggest tools has been calming the, you know, sort of healing my nervous system so I'm I'm generally not in fight flight so much as much as I used to be, and I'm not so reactive. Um, and I think that is, you know, yoga. We're in a really massive way having a yoga practice and a somatic, somatic practice. Um, and I it I really almost like don't like saying that because it sounds. I sort of feel like I sound a bit annoying when I say that, but I can't stress that enough how important a physical practice is because we have to get rid of the stress somehow we have to externalize it and we have to move we have to find some way of moving that enables us to be present and in our physical self and not in the narrative because the other thing was I used to be in the narrative in my head 24 7 and you know what that that's like Mm. it's like once those narratives start you can end up in really dark places down cul-de-sacs and you lose you lose perspective and you go into this reactive space and for me nothing good happens when I am in a reactive space like nothing I don't I'm not skillful so I'm like I'm like that is my kind of superpower that I really 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 hold on to um and so what I do is I tend to leave (laughs) a room if it's kicking off if someone's pressing me for a decision, I tend to say, I 
really don't know I'm going to have to think about it it's like whatever I can do to buy myself time and give myself time to just go I need it all to go quiet I need to call off the, all the ships attacking the Death Star and just I don't know why I'm calling it the Death Star <laughs> It's so dramatic. It's so dramatic. Leave my Death Star alone. Um, and yeah, and 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 also, and in one of those moments, in one of those moments in the summer holiday, I was like, and I think it was you who reminded me because you went, you went to Paris, didn't mm. you? And you were like, I need to get away. Um, and your husband, um, like held the fort, and so it. I, I was like, ah, that's what I need. I think you said to me, that's what you need. I was like, ah, it hadn't even occurred to me that, that I could. And I was like, okay, what can I do? And I remembered that the neighbour has the shepherd's hut and I've been going to the shepherd's hut, which is like proper solitary confinement, like in the middle of nowhere. And that's like a proper powerball. So I think it's just that. I think it was just asking for help, saying yeah. what I needed and also sitting with the discomfort of other people's it not being convenient because I still have to do a fair amount of that whether it's kids whether it's whoever um you know I won't, I won't name yeah um but it, it you know I do still have to not then go oh I need that but that's fine it's fine I'll just stay and I'll just know it's fine and I'll just you know that that real like okay if I set a boundary I gotta I gotta go through with my boundary and follow it through it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, even yeah. The, and I think that's a real thing, right? That I mean, I we we've talked about this that you know I'm I have a very independent, you know, I guess why I love when I met my husband and you know fell in love with him is is that he's incredibly in, independent and and I need that. So I'm quite lucky in that that that's always been supported of just like you do your own thing, I do mine thing. Not always great when you have young kids and it's like I need you here and be a family and so it does it's not always you know comfortable in that sense of like we're a happy family doing things all together but you know it does work in the sense of me being able to go I, I need to leave and him go okay <laughs> and that's yeah. the, the conversation and my kids have always known that as well that kind of just um that respect for our own spaces and and so I've been really working on that with them you know mm. just like you can you, you don't want to be fine go to your room or do whatever you mm. want not like imposing kind of family time on them but yes yeah, it's, it's it's interesting and I was I actually because we were unpacking we moved house I found an old drinking diary yesterday and I was reading it through and you know the difficult the difficulty of having young kids it was so striking you know it was just like I need to be alone I'm so tired um the kids keep arguing you know I, I can't get any peace like the, the, that was you know that was the reality right and that's the reality for a lot of people um you know my husband was away four nights a week like but I look back now and I do think you know, they're worth it. Like I was self-sacrificing at that time. You know, I was doing everything, mm -hmm. making sure everything looked, you know, wonderful, baking cakes, you know, making sure we sat at the table, no TV, like, like you know, I'm working a full-time job and had no support. So it's like, 
I can see now where ways I could have just you know brought it down a bit and the fact that I was then you know going drank again last night can't believe it not going to drink tonight you know drank three bottles of wine what was all that about can't remember going to bed I'm such an awful person you know all of that kind of stuff going on as well so if I could have cut out that noise I would have at least stood a chance um and I was thinking because you know obviously people that are early on in their sobriety or just it it can come up at any points you know when that desire to to drink um you know in in heightened moments of stress and I was thinking that I like that literally doesn't happen to me mm. and I was wondering like you know what goes on in my in my mind or or why and I was thinking about it this morning and I was like because that is that's a decision to give up my life and that sounds you know quite extreme for me it's it's like it's you know that is that is losing everything mm. about myself it's that extreme so it's like for me to be in and I've had some incredibly <laughs> challenging times this summer for me to be in that position where I I don't want to choose my life mm has to be an incredibly incredibly dark place and I don't ever want to be in that place again because that's what it means to me it's not like it's, there's nothing frivolous about it there's nothing and even if it sounds so dramatic it works <laughs> so you know <laughs> like for me it's that dramatic there's nothing for instance, there's nothing like pick myself up the note and it will be a blip and whatever it's like mm. that's me deciding to end my life mm. as I as I I know it mm. And that's why it never enters the conversation. It's never like, oh, maybe that's the solution because there has to be something else than that. And, I, and that is the healing journey, right, of me knowing that I'm worth more mm. than putting my life on, on the line. Whereas before, you know, when I read back in those diaries, my self-worth was so low. It was just like you know why can't I do it I'm such a bad man I'm so I can't do anything right like I'm so stressed I'm so tired work so busy like everything it was the clusterfuck like mm. constantly um but that doesn't mean that I've bossed my overwhelm yeah. you know because I I did I burnt out this summer I couldn't work for six weeks I couldn't think mm. for about three weeks like I couldn't you know the brain had gone offline the yeah. brain had gone mm. off like I couldn't do anything mm. you know and and again that was just a lot of things happening at the same time which was unexpected you know unexpected trauma triggers unexpected work situations mm. unexpected house situations family situations all combining at the same time and it and it was about the same for you right it was it was it wasn't about like happy happy joy joy sober life it was about mm. survival it's about survival 100%. and you know and an in survival is what you need is 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 rest is rest mm. and restore so it was it was like who can what can I take off the list who can I ask for help yeah. how can I stop you know and it's some of it's been very uncomfortable you know professionally mm. and 
personally to be like I, I can't do it I'm really sorry like um yeah I mean it was it was rough right mm. um but I think it's that thing of just like when when you you know when when it's a choice of risking everything that you've built for in your life mm. it's just like there must be another there must be another way mm. um yeah yeah and um and I think that's I don't know you know because I've been thinking about I think that's that's harder for people in early sobriety because they haven't built up all of that evidence and all of that time and all of that investment yeah yeah have you that's why the kind of the day count really can work in our favor and just as it's a real kind of you know stick in the sand and anchor in the sand of just actually no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give all this up I've come too far you know yeah um so there's that what I find tricky is that that head flip in terms of like when I was talking about the narrative so what mine does now it doesn't go to drink but it catastrophe so I've got the two I've got catastrophist and this kind of Russia as mm. well so basically the catastrophist and and this over you know so I sat in the shepherd's hut going thank fuck for that like I'm on my own like everything's gone quiet and then it wasn't long before the waves started coming up, the waves of anxiety, the waves of terror, the boulder in the stomach that I was like, if I don't vomit this out, I'm going to die feeling like it yeah. was visceral and it was scary. And it's like, OK, well, I, I kind of know that I know well enough now <clears throat> that if I leave that alone or if I go, I won't do the noise. <laughs> I could do the vomit noise if I can physically almost like, yeah, it's almost like getting this really the heaviest netball in the world out of your stomach and going ah, and throwing it towards anything right and if I can kind of do a bit of that a bit of movement but basically kind of let it be it will work its way through right so I sort of had that awareness but I also had um lots of things kicking off well we'll never get the book done um I'm never going to be able to get this done I can't get that done um that I've definitely got a cancerous toenail um so I've really got to find the doctor you know like loads and loads of kind of weird things like what's that ache you know so the mm. a hypercot I have a terror hypochondria like every ache and pain is something sinister and it's all of that kicks off you know mm. and that always was under underneath the, the drinking yeah um, so it's like oh okay I've gone into that sort of crisis mode where I've lost perspective and the only thing really I can do with that is to drop the rope get to yoga get to that heart stop the noise and then and even and then have probably really uncomfortable 48 hours if I'm if I'm honest oh yeah a yeah. really good uncomfortable intolerable all the conversations going on and just while well, the demons dance and then mm. they kind of get bored of dancing and they go off somewhere else yeah yeah I mean it again it's that that moment of crisis right isn't it and that's where like for me I go into you know I go into self-sabotage I go into like pushing boundaries yeah. with people and relationships like how much can I push this to see whether they'll reject me or not you know how much can I say something that makes me vulnerable or um 
you know open to harm so I can feel something you know so it's like yeah there's there's definite things that that go on yeah um and And it's that right reactive space isn't it yeah it's almost like it's trying to find a boundary it's trying to find it's it's thrashing about and trying to find the edge of it and mine comes as terror and yours comes out as as, as that yeah um, yeah yeah we're you so know. screwed dude <laughs> <laughs> so love so <laughs> you love your life so is fantastic whatever come and join us you know because we have so many times don't we but we thought you know we're both you know with you're you're five years sober I'm four years I'm four years sober right we made it through because of the the toolkit because of the toolkit and because of that that deep deep understanding that this this will pass you know yeah Yeah. it's that all right this like it is what it is you know Mm. I just was wandering about all something it is what it is yeah it is what it is it's like what you know knowing that deep knowing of like Mm. I can't change these these are things that are out yeah these are things that are outside of my control Mm. right now like I can all I can do is be and it's that's you know switching from doing to being of just like okay when I'm in crisis mode I have to just be yeah 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 exactly and that's that's what the conclusion I came to yeah and I was talking I did a little voice note myself yesterday while my daughter was riding and it's almost like that when when we're in that state when I think we were talking about it and you get almost like it's almost like I see it like you know when an animal sees its prey and the pupils go pin razor sharp pin and they focus in and they go in for the kill right I think that's that happens and it's not and when we're stressed it's like we literally are in fight flight that's what's happening we're in that survival thing and actually we're very narrow at that point because that that is really designed to get us the hell out of somewhere or or kill something right and freeze yeah or freeze so we're we're literally it's not a skillful place it's literally it's it's dialing the emergency number it's 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 kind of should be last chance shouldn't it yeah and what I realized I was like what I need is rather than have my laser vision on then searching for things to fix 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 fix, because that's what you get you need to go fix I'm going to fix that fix it you need to let your gaze go really fuzzy it's like if there was ever a time to stare off into the distance and have yeah. a, like a 1970s barbara bell geddes kind of you're like, all about the metaphors today aren't vaseline you? vaseline soft focus yeah sepia tint it would be now <laughs> i know all about the metaphor but it is it's like it lets let them let the let it go a bit hazy isn't it it's that yeah let the storm blow in and let the storm blow out and this point because you might be sitting at home thinking okay I'm there but I still feel crap what am I doing wrong why is my sobriety not working why aren't I happy why aren't I celebrating this what's wrong I'm obviously shouldn't be so because actually it's really miserable and it isn't it's just that you haven't come out of the stress cycle yet basically. yeah yeah you know and that's that you know on the on the science side that's what they know now right it's like you can get rid of the stressors but you need to get rid of the stress 
you know you can you can put all the boundaries you can fix all the problems but you also need to evacuate the stress out of your nervous system and out of your brain and out of you know and all the thinking and overthinking and that is just that that sitting in stillness and being rather than doing you know it's that reconnection with yeah you know just and 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 again it's it's like so how can we pepper that in rather than yeah get to crisis point and this is a constant conversation for us as as women and working women yeah you know and and trying to yeah run a business earn money look after our family dial down the guilt do all the things write a book train coaches uh, do all the things um at least I've signed up for another course though (laughs) I'm going to park that one talk about it later no I'm not doing it yet I'm I'm not you know I mean look but that is real that is what I do when I panic I tend to go right well I'll just book something else again it's a way it's it's fixing isn't it so it's a way of bullshit yeah it's really the wrong tool if there was ever a wrong tool for the job that Mm. that's it and when I'm in that reactive space that is when I use the wrong tools that's when I pick up the mallet when I should be using the screwdriver fucking (laughs) (laughs) way yeah but that's it right it's like then we go we get into reactionary Mm. and we go you know um, or we go to things. the wrong people we go to the wrong things we go yeah. to old pathways that don't suit us you know we go because they are those old trumping pathways aren't yeah. they um yeah. and and the rational brain goes offline and and I can see it in myself still and yeah. thank goodness I because I did have a drinking dream I think mm. I told you didn't I and yeah. I think I posted it so I had a dream that I drank I had a gin um, and it was weird because I never drank gin ever. Yeah. I think it's really disgusting. Um, but so it was really weird. It was really weird. And my and a really good friend of mine, Tony, who's a yoga teacher who I've known for twenty odd years, um, yeah, sort of called me out on it. And so that was you know it was one of those weird dreams that I was like, I don't even know what that's about. Yeah. But it it unsettled me. You mm. know, it really did. It unsettled me but isn't that like a good yeah sort of metaphor in itself as well it's like just don't drop the rope with the dreams like don't try to understand it it's just leave it alone you know because it's it's just that's your unconscious yeah that's your unconscious Mm. sort of working thing working things out yeah Yeah, and I think it's I guess it's what I want to put across today is that you know we can do hard things like you can get through things which are incredibly incredibly difficult but it doesn't mean that life's easy (laughs) you know and and like so let's call bullshit on you know this kind of toxic positivity like yeah there's amazing stuff my life is 10,000 times better that I don't drink but it doesn't mean that I don't have clusterfuck summers where mm. I can't, I lose the power of speech and mm. thought um, and, you know, and, and need, and need help. Um, mm. So it's, it's that it's really like using those, 
and knowing that it's okay and it's always going to be okay like there's never a point where you're going to be like oh I should be fixed again Mm. I should be fixed now so let's just get rid of this notion of trying to fix ourselves yeah you know because you know life is we're on the life is the journey right it's not the destination destination is the end of our life that's what happened you know so we're not going to fix things we're just going to be you know tinkering along and just adjusting and and looking at things and and catching those moments of joy you know a huge thing for me this summer is that you know we've because we've moved and I my my office now looks out on the garden and it's you know it's the thing that saved me this summer Mm. you know the fact that I take little moments and I see little birds hopping around the the trees that's it it's as simple as that Mm. that gave me enough space to to cope Mm. you know just being able to do that so it's like yeah bring it back to super simple stuff you know when you're in crisis just just one step mm-hmm. you know one foot in front of the other really small really 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 small yeah yeah go small and go home <laughs> yes. go small stay home <laughs> sounds like new nhs kind of great slogan that they come up with doesn't it yeah, yeah. But it's true and i and i just you just reminded me of my my moment in the shepherd's hut which was in the in the midst of that kind of the tumultuous kind of waves of sort of terror and boulders of rage that I had. I woke up really early in the morning and it was before the sunrise and I opened the thing and it was still dark, it was copper misty. And I told you, I sent you a picture and I, and uh, it didn't really capture it, but it was misty and there were bats. I was like, birds are up early and there were bats all flying mm. over this little lake. And then there was a massive fox just were huge like he was a bit in the distance and um and I was like like literally literally kind of gobsmacked like Mm. to be able to be in the midst of that and there's something about that you know when you're in crisis if you can get out into nature if you can just yeah go in the woods connect with the senses I find that yeah resizes things and very very soothing Mm. You know, Me too. You might, that might be your moment of kind of calm might just be you might just get like a few minutes a mm. few minutes where you're just like oh I haven't thought and I've just enjoyed that that's all really good that's going to soothe you and it's all going to be putting all the the positive droplets in the in the bucket rather mm. than the sand. yeah and again it's that that kind of working on your nervous system you know it's those those little glimmer spots isn't it it's those little you know happy places around the home where you can just where you sit and you feel yourself relax and it was really interesting when we bought this house and we were walking around and I just saw the top step you know outside the kitchen and I was like you know I just felt myself go you know that's going to be my that's going to be my little spot you know imagining that little that little pathway right I'm going to get my tea I'm going to go out the door I'm going to sit there you know and then the cat will come and roll around Mm. and I'll rub her tummy and and so I can I can bring that to mind even if I'm not there 
you know I can be like imagine that and that again that that helps to to soothe you mm-hmm. so it's about getting yeah it's about getting skillful at self-soothing really mm-hmm. isn't it mm-hmm. um but yeah and also I mean I'm going to therapy again <laughs> so you know sometimes mm-hmm. it's like call a spade a spade it's like I need more help there's stuff that's come up and I don't I don't I don't want to sit with it. I don't want to not deal with it. Um, you know, so that, that feels like a, you know, a huge privilege, but also some, uh, you know, a self-care practice. It's like, you know, I'm going to put the money that I would have spent on wine to talking to a professional once a week or every other week. Um, so, yeah. Um, so it's been a, an interesting time so um but I'm still grateful that I'm sober don't know about you oh god yeah I just go went back to I saw Mrs D um Mrs D's post Lotta Dan who I just love that woman and um she posted a picture of her with all the kind of really um you know that kind of uh, sort of the the kind of food coloring that would make kids behave really badly you know, those reds and those are real like don't give it to it's going to make really going to make you give your kid ADHD immediately and I can say that because I've got one right yeah. um so yeah all of those cupcakes with 10 10 of them and that and she and that little message she sent me on my soberversary which was like a friend of hers who was I think she was 25 years sober and in recovery and she'd said every year it I think wow that was a most interesting yeah that's like yeah amazing actually you know not always easy some are really difficult they get really really interesting and um and I thought yeah you know I'm I'm so grateful to be present for the ride you know yeah 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 because yeah, it's like a it. you get to do <clears throat> it's like um a consistent personal inquiry into yourself and everything around you so it's like wow mm-hmm. ooh, that was you know like how did that didn't think that was going to come up or wow I didn't think that still impacted on me and you know and and that kind of awareness gives you choices yeah which is just fucking great isn't it and that that I think it gives you time as well because you know for me that that you know my Russia my internal kind of hurrier Russia Mm, I know her well (laughs) oh my god and the the now constant narrative is you're too old you're too old to do this you're too old to do that like I've got to do it at a certain time otherwise I'm too old and yeah yeah I know where it comes from but it's still there and I really have to call it and I was watching JK Rowley's um commencement speech the other day when she at Harvard and Mm. she was talking about um doing a classics like she did a classics degree and I was like oh man I really want to do a classics degree <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking you know you can do that when you're 60 when you're 70 like 100 70 and I'm not quite so busy <laughs> god willing you know that I'm you know still alive and breathing and well I might do a classics degree and it's like oh we get to play around with the timing of our lives much more I feel. yeah I feel like there's a lot more scope for oh yeah it's just like there's a yeah. whole world of who knows it's like yeah. yeah it's the the playground of our own existence isn't it like who knows Ooh. what Thanks. I'm a rapper you know that's the moment that's the moment <laughs> that's the pull quote playground <laughs> of our own existence 
because it's true I'm still like I and I guess it's that that's the shift right because we're, we're like oh I should be doing this I should be doing that I should be you know and I've been saying in my head I want to you know like paddle boarding everyone looks amazing looks like they're having a lovely time but I'm just not there yet like I'm not like emotionally strong enough I'm not you know resilient enough to go down to the beach in French and speak to the guy about hiring a paddleboard and then going through the embarrassment and shame of like maybe falling off and all those things all those inner critic stuff I've got going on just not ready yet but it doesn't mean it's not going to happen it just means I'm not ready yet and so but it's exciting still because it's like well I might be I might be ready at you know in two months time might be in when I'm 50 60 yeah. who knows but nothing's off the table right it's just oh, it's maybe just... we could do and I come out yeah <laughs> not sure I'm ready I'm not sure you have me speaking my franglais to no. I, like, uh, I don't think that with the paddleboard <laughs> I don't you? think I don't think that would make it better I don't think, better. Would, help. I don't no. think it would help you we're like rocking in the corner like no, <laughs> oh no oh my god it's like oh. the cool surfer dudes so I'm just yeah anyway no, but I'll, I'll get over I'll it I'll get over myself yeah. at some point yeah um, and you're so right it's like having time it's just whenever yeah you know. all right we better wrap it up yep um, what's your reason to love sober today um oh just staying alive yeah and that sounds quite frivolous but it's really not mm. um yeah that mm. is pretty epic really so I'm grateful for that what about you dude I think my reason to love sober is the relief when things do calm down and you're like oh my god things do sort themselves out you know mm. like 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 because I, I know that I know that in a rational sense but when I'm in crisis I don't have that perspective and I just think yeah but this time it's really fucked this time it's really broken this time I've really screwed up this time it's just completely wrong yeah so it's like when I come out of that um and I you know and, and drinking robbed me of that because I never got to see that cycle through yeah. I never got to realize that things resolve and things get better on their own without me having to do something yeah um so yeah it's that it's that it's looking forward to the to the landing and the the reaffirmation that the ground has caught me again oh nice very nice so if you're immediately concerned about your drinking you know as always reach out get in touch with one of the sober forums um so many out there um oh our book is 99p for september and october isn't it on Kindle edition so if you haven't um read it this is your opportunity to to get it to get it cheap 99p um and yeah just send up uh an info at lovesober.com it's also a national recovery month as well um so i will put a bit of i'll put a link below to some some great resources and events that are happening this month so if you check out in the notes you'll be able to find some stuff to get involved with if you so wish and we'll see you next week for more chat